Nothing is promised. My life is filled with less hope than the prophecies in Nostradamus. Omega marks the ending of predictability, birth of agility. Who will it be to test me and expose the futility? Iron like a lion from Zion. Stop trying so hard. I think I smell your brain cells frying. The family's behind you if you're worthy. Philosophies developed deep in the back streets of dirty Jersey. Troops with scully hats and Timberland boots. No more break dancing for loot. Niggas hustling shoot in the garden state. It grows stink weeds and criminals. Government funds are minimal. Oh man, we're back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I am your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. Play stadium bets for the best odds, featuring spread lines of 1.95 per side. ProLine players also score access to great regular promotions. Right now, every $25 wager on hockey will earn you a $10 free play token to use on basketball. This offer is valid on ProLine and stadium bet wagers until March 13th. Free play tokens must be used by March 31st. Get in the game today at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app today. Must be 19 years of age or over. Please play responsibly. Boom. Love a little Tuesday morning podcast. Today on the show, we have Pat Stay. Pat has actually been on the show before. And if you don't know who Pat Stay is, most likely you've been living under a rock for the past 10 years. He is arguably the best battle rapper in the world, if not the biggest battle rapper in the world. Your biggest celebrities, your the people who you look up to, look up to Pat Stay. Pat, at, at the very moment, could reach out to Shaq, could reach out to, to Drake, could reach out to any artist that you think uh, is a top performer in the world. These performers are fans of Pat Stay. You can't really teach what Pat does. You can't go to school, get an education to become a battle rapper. Um Coming all the way from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, Pat has carved out a way to become one of the most elite battle rappers in the entire world and arguably of all time. Uh, he's traveled around the world to do what he does uh, best, and I'm very fortunate that he's taken time out of his day to come over to the podcast and, and talk to me. So it's going to be a great episode. I'm Justin. We're talking to Pat Stay. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. <laughs> Yeah, and that's Ooh. the last time I'll suck a guy's cock. On <laughs> I knew you were going to start with something. I did. Oh, are we running? Okay, cool. <laughs> Jeff, our producer, I can't wait for Pat to come on. I go, I can't wait for Pat to come on too, but you got to be on your toes with this guy. <laughs> you got to be on your toes. He goes, oh, whatever. But nonetheless, man, I'm, I'm pumped you're here. Thank you very much uh, for Thank coming. You. I know gas prices are through the roof, so for you to make that drive over the bridge yeah, probably cost you like 50 bucks, so I appreciate uh, it. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. How uh, how's Pat Stay been over these past two years of what they're calling a pandemic? Um, I've been all right, man. I've been good. Like I just, I just try not to let everything consume me too much. And there's been a couple times where I w- I would I'd be watching too many videos, reading too many articles, and then it starts consuming me. But you know what I mean? I'm. You keep it moving. I, w- I I went through so much in my life before that this was like really nothing. Like. In the beginning, I can't even tell you some of the things I, that I went through in the beginning that were just so fucking terrible. And a lot of people would just just go through the worst depression ever. Not saying I didn't for a minute, but right in a row, boom, I had took crazy losses, insane losses. And then, boom, lost my mom. 
and then boom, coat, uh, lockdown hit, like right, boom, like all these things in a row. I can't even. The other ones are just like too much, right? But well, the, obviously the mom is the biggest one. I'm ever. sorry about that, man. Ever. I really no, thanks. But you know what I did? Like back to back to back to to the point where it was like all in a row, and I was like. You have to either you, you you have to make an obstacle an opportunity. If you if you let this eat you, you're fucking done. You're done. So what I do? I started the podcast at home. Everything was on lockdown. I got fucking Shaq on there, Method Man. Fucking I had you you seen it? I had a different like celebrity rapper, famous person every day, and I had people entertained every single day. Some people would hit me up, be like. Pat, don't you think it's a little arrogant and cocky for you to be dancing and saying you're having fun with these guys and, you know, everyone else is going through this and they don't have the same opportunities as you and you're so this and this and that. I'm like, you have no fucking idea what I just fucking went through. All the losses I took just because I'm not just whining and, you know, letting it consume me doesn't mean I'm not going through it myself. You know what I mean? I've, I'm, I, the losses I took were, I, I don't know how the fuck you could go even through worse. You know what I mean? But I was like... I have to, it's either going to make me or break me. So I had to make the best of it. And uh, after you lose your mom, nothing matters. Like nothing is, nothing. Like, you could say, oh man, you got robbed for 50 grand. I'm like, shitty, but man, I, I already lost my mom. There's nothing even close to as big as that. So I don't know, man. Like COVID helped me back, you know, a little bit. But at the end of the day, man, I'm a, I'm a strong dude. And I pushed through that shit. Do you think you're a changed man in the past two years? Yeah, Say losing your mom that could maybe make you a little bit more of a spiritual guy, maybe maybe not, but it can make you look at the world a little bit different. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in many ways, in many ways. Um, yeah, I mean, it's affected me greatly. Like every single day, it it it's uh, you know, there's there's some there's something bad, right? But mm-hmm. you know, it's a you got to fight through it. And I'm not saying you have to like you know when something bad happens, you be like, suck it up, bitch. Like you fucking build-. like man, I I went through it. You know what I mean? I I went through it. There's days I wake up in the morning and just yell. I didn't. I I just couldn't believe what a nightmare this was. Everything happening back to back, right? But I had to uh, I had to push through, man. Because what else are you gonna do? Every day, I I I let it consume me is a, is another day wasted, man. Mm. So I just try to make the best of it and you know make her proud. I want to. Uh, I want to go back. Sorry to, to start this off on such a fucking depressing. Oh, thing. dude. I, hey, we're almost out of this pandemic. In my mind, so there's really nothing you could say to, to depress me. I I, I think that uh, the the world is changing very slowly. It sucks what's going on in Ukraine, but no, just man. knowing the future is going to be somewhat bright than last year. Yeah. I, I nothing can ruin my mood. Um, I'll kind of we you were on two years ago. We had a great conversation. Yeah. Um, and I kind of want to start back in the beginning uh, of your life and the uniqueness of your career. I was saying on the intro before you came on, you can't really go to school for what you do. You can't. Maybe you can. Do you, do you think you could teach what you do to someone else, or does that just come naturally? Um, you could teach battle rap to someone. You could. Can you? I don't know if you could teach what I do, and I and that means charisma. It sounds like I'm being like, oh, because I'm so good. It's not for me. Um, how do I put this? Like, you can teach rhyming, and you know, intricate rhyme schemes, and uh, how to insult someone. You can try to teach rhythm. It's really hard to teach rhythm, but you can't teach someone to like exactly how to control a crowd. And like you know, my biggest strengths are things that I can't tell you how to do them. You mm. know what I mean? It's, it's it's like I don't know if it's charisma or whatever, but something about controlling a crowd that I found out early early on in life that I was able to do um, that you you just can't tell someone. You can't tell some like um, introvert 
socially awkward person to be like, yeah, man, just walk on stage and perch your arms out like a bird and then fucking shut them up like that. You can't really do that. You know what I mean? But I mean, some of it you can teach. You can teach, you can teach like the basis. You know what I mean? Were you a class clown in school? Did you demand Absolutely. the room? Absolutely. Is that where you think the very beginning of Pat's day started? Probably. The very beginning, actually, um, I didn't realize until later. So, um, there was a, um, a Halloween costume contest at my junior high. I was brand new. I was grade seven, I think. And um, everyone dressed up. You go on in the gymnasium, the whatever. And there's tons of people all in their nice costumes and shit. And I just dressed up as a as a woman, like everyone out, like most people did. It's like, oh, I, I don't have a costume. I'm just gonna put put on a dress and a wig and whatever. And my sister is like, yeah, put put these like balloons in your shirt. You know what I mean? I'm like, whatever, right? It was nothing. It was not good, right? And I get up on stage, and you know, everyone introduces herself and says their outfit, et cetera, et cetera. And I walked up, and there's just everyone there, and I just kind of walked up to the mic, waited a couple seconds, and I was just like, what's up? And they all just, for some reason, still to this day, it's stupid, ah, losing their mind, cheering. I'm like, and I wasn't popular. I was new. I, no one even knew me, but I just walked up. I was just like, sup. And for some reason, the whole crowd was just losing it, loving it. And they're just like, I don't, I don't know what it was. I didn't realize so later. I was like, oh, yeah, that fucking happened. Why were they so excited? But sometimes, I guess, maybe it's like a, a presence thing, a charisma thing. A timing thing, maybe me waiting a few seconds and not saying anything after that. I don't. Maybe that wasn't the beginning. I have no idea. But me thinking back on that moment, it's like that might have been the time where I realized and didn't even know it that I had crowd control uh. or something like that. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's the Larry David effect. Did nothing. Walked into a room. People thought he was funny, but he had no idea why. I'm doing. That, I've been doing that my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. But it just sometimes takes people a little bit longer to figure it out. And when I was older, like my, like you know, and, and more popular, it was like, well, they know me, so they're like, oh, that's Pat. You know, they want to cheer. But back then, I was not. I didn't know. They didn't know me, so I was thinking maybe it's just like, just like a timing thing or like a something. I don't know what yeah. it was, but yeah, I always wanted to uh, entertain. Yeah. Sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was bad. Sometimes it's just you know you you become an an attention fiend, which really probably stems from like insecurities and being uncomfortable despite how comfortable you look but yeah man it's just i always wanted the spotlight demanded well, it whenever i uh, talk to people that know you really well they say that you're an extremely hard worker for example i was talking to quake and he said when you were in la before the battle you locked yourself in your room and you wouldn't come out because you were working yeah. um i was wondering if that same discipline applied when you were younger in school did, did you apply yourself to work or do you only apply yourself to things that you actually care about like battle rap um, I wasn't good in school at all. No. No. I do, you, do you think if you went back and you actually had to try, you could do something? Like you could it, pass a... It, it depends, man. Like, you know, I was uh, diagnosed with ADD. When I, and I hate saying that. It's, <laughs> it's super huge. But they gave me pills early, yeah. early on. So I was like a robot. But um, because I was, I was failing everything, man. Getting kicked out a lot, getting in trouble a lot. And uh, failing everything, I couldn't just grasp a lot of shit. But I really, t like, later on in life, I really just thought it was like more so selective hearing rather than just being like a stupid person. Like, there's like, you're t if you're talking to me something super boring, to this day, I'm just like, I'm in another world. You know what I mean? But if it was something I really, really liked or was interested in, I'll nail it. That's awesome. That's what it was. You know what I mean? I I wasn't great in school, but if if, if there was something really, really good, I was I, I was gonna nail it. So you fell in love with the work. 
if, if if it was really interesting. Yeah. Like poetry, things like that. You know what I mean? Or, or anything like that I really, really excelled in. Um, but school wasn't – it wasn't my thing, man. And I thought I was dumb for so fucking long, man. And the reason because other than, you know, these days is a little different for kids. But I didn't like asking questions. And I really um, – I really encourage kids to ask questions in school because when I would ask questions or, you know, anyone would ask questions and it was like the wrong one. Remember back then? Oh, everyone laugh at your point, idiot, all that shit. And you're like, well, I'm not asking another question again, especially because I'm going to get mad and probably do something stupid and get in trouble like I, I used to. So I'm like, I'm not even asking questions, man. I'm going to sit back here and fucking draw dicks and fucking write raps. You know what I mean? Fuck that. So I think that's a half of the reason why I was – Stupid in school. I did a speech to some kids. Well, I talked to some kids in the gymnasium recently. I think they're from ages like 5 to 12. Um, and I, I gave that example. I said, you guys know in class when uh, when you, you you ask a question that's wrong and all the kids laugh at you? And I was expecting everyone to be like, yeah, and not one kid. I was like, that's never happened to anyone here? They're like, no. And I'm like, that's a good thing. Kids now are just probably just more sensitive to that. They're probably just like, no, we're not. That's bullying. You know what I mean? I think kids are a oh, lot yeah. nicer than they used to be. So they never, like, not one of them has dealt with that where they asked a question that was wrong and they got mocked for it. That's a good thing. And hopefully, in turn, kids become, you know, smarter because, yeah, you don't, you, you're, you're, it's st- stunted. It's, it, it was stunting my growth. Like, maybe it was stunting your confidence. For sure, too. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't want to be that stupid person, right? Yeah. You're a father, correct? Yeah. What are some values that you like to put into your child or children? Children. Children. Two kids, yeah. Two my, kids. Congrats on that. Thank you. What are some values that you like to put into your children? I don't want to say career. How old are they? 10 and uh, 4. See, like, my dad was in the military. So it was like, okay, he's a diver. And when I was younger, I had surgery on my ear and, and a. He punctured my eardrum, so I couldn't go more than two feet underwater. So I couldn't follow <laughs> my dad's footsteps. And I look at you and I go, this guy's career is so different. Mm. And I, essentially, before you came over, I was thinking of some questions to ask you. And I, I want to ask you about w- what are some guidelines or pieces of advice that you would give to your children when it comes to choosing a career? Because it's so hard to do what you do, but at the same time, you love it. You fell in love with the work, but maybe at the same time, you want your children to be on a more of a steadier career. I was always wondering what your advice would be to, to that. I never really had many career conversations. I have with um, my oldest daughter um, a few times, but she, she, you know, she's, oh, I want to be an actor. I also want to be a singer. I, I want to be this and type of stuff. And obviously I'm there to support it. I've helped her, like, try to write songs and stuff like that before. But ultimately I don't think you know what you want when you're 10. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, I always just... But you must pick up on things that they do. It's like, oh, he's naturally good at the playground when he's making the other kid laugh, or he's naturally good at taking direction and doing this. You must pick things up. She's she's um, she's gonna be she can be an uh, an athlete if she wants. You know what I mean? Because she's she's super strong, super quick. Um, but honestly, dude, man, at this point, the things that like I put in their head the most is um, has nothing to do with career choices or like what they want to be when they're older yet. Not yet, man. It's like when. I teach them, you know, um, to be empathetic, to to have patience, um, to to not get discouraged so quick when they can't do something, to to be understanding of other people, and um, but at the same time not feel like you have to just walk around on eggshells all day and tippy toe. But really, I just I, I I want them to be loving kids overall, man. Just good, loving kids with big hearts. You know what I mean? And uh, the the career shit that'll come. I don't I don't 
I don't think any kid know what's, you know, there's no kid at 10 years old be like, yeah, I want to be a, a mortuary fucking uh, makeup artist. Yeah. Or fucking, I want to be a, you know what I mean? Uh, that's, a, that's a ridiculous <laughs> one, but what are those people called? I don't know. You know, you know when they put makeup on the dead bodies? Oh, I know what you mean, but I don't know the name of it. Yeah, I, I, you know, when you're 10, I, I don't know, man. Like, when she starts getting a little older and asking questions and I see what, what she's really, really excelling in, then maybe I'll help. But I don't want to have a a selfish, like, stance in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, well, I know what basketball is like. I like basketball. Let me push basketball on them. Mm-hmm. But she's like, well, I like hockey. Me? I can't. I can barely even skate. I'm not going to be like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope, get off that, get off them skates, just because, you know. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see where they go. Like, my career is so different to the point where it's like you can't really – I don't even want to teach them to, to be, like, battle rappers. You know what I mean? Even well, that, though, that's my point. Got you, got you. It's um, If she wants to – like, I haven't seen anything. Like, she tells me, I want to be an actor really bad. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, Yes. I'm like, well, we, I think we, you know, set her up with a, a YouTube channel one time, or like a, and like a light, and I gave her a nice ring light type of thing, and phone, and she doesn't really do it that much, so we'll see, man, as time goes on. But right now, man, just, just being good fucking kids, man, mm. being good kids. That's all you can do at that age. Just be a good person. Be, be a good young. person, man. Yeah. That's, that's like, gonna yeah. take you the farthest, man. Yeah. Teach them like. I have good long talks with my daughter, like long, meaningful talks where I can tell that she. She's listening, and you know it means something to her. And and um, yeah, at the end of the day, I just I just want her to be mindful of certain things and just uh, just a, just a nice, caring kid. That's all. Wicked. Yeah, man. Back to the career aspect, and I talk about the uniqueness of your career. I was always wondering if, when you were a little bit younger, I'd, I'd say you're more of an established uh, artist now. But when you were in the, your, your younger days, did you find like a manager or an agent helped you because? At the same time, navigating your way through a career of being a battle rapper isn't the most, it's, it's unique. So did you find when people gave you advice it really helped or did you have to learn lessons as you went by yourself? Not having a manager might have been my biggest uh, regret. Really? Yeah. Man. I wouldn't have thought that. Never had a, never had a manager. A couple times I had a couple of people, um, you know, attempt, but in, at that specific time there was nothing that they could really do for me because all I was doing was battle rapping, so... I mean, I that's I take that back. They probably could have done things, but to them at the time, it's like, well, if you only do like three battles a year, I'm sure you're not going to want to give me a cut of you. You negotiate those yourself. You know what I mean? So it's not like I was doing 20 shows and this and this and that where they can find opportunities for me when I was just battle rapping. But looking back, man, there's so much I could have did, and I wish I did have a manager be like, hey, well, I actually got this with this company, this and this company, blah blah blah, and I would be happy to give them a cut of whatever and especially because i'm so like scatterbrained and unorganized man it's it's insane how like unorganized and how much i could procrastinate so it would have been great to have a manager to 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 set me up i've missed huge opportunities in my life because of that really yeah yeah really really big ones interesting giant ones actually that still haunt me to this day though i am i do like i do jump on most of them man i'm i am one of those guys that's like if there's something happened, I'm going to fucking do it, especially if I'm passionate about it, right? But there has been a few where I just get so sidetracked and missed out on them and where if I had a manager, it'd be like, no, Pat, book your ticket right now. It's going down, right? Yeah. You're so consistent, though, on social media. Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like you're a scatterbrain type of guy. You're very consistent. It's a full-time job making sure you're posting at least once, twice, a, yeah. or at least once a day, Yeah. once every two days. Like, you're consistent with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you must take pride in that. Yeah, I do. 100%. I do. Yeah. 
creating your own original content. Like you create commercials for that car financing company that's just I don't even know if you could put those on television, but they work on your Instagram. You <laughs> Shout know? out East Coast Financing. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. It's now that was one thing that, you know, the the owner, he's such a great guy, and one thing that we had an understanding at first, he, he was like, I want you to be yourself. I want you to do you. Obviously we can't do something nothing crazy, but you know, I still have to be me. I want I wanted to make videos for them and with any company that I could post myself and still have pride and not just be like, come on down and try this new fucking gas powered <laughs> dildo. You know what I mean? It's really works. You know, I want, I has to be really funny artistically. I have to look back and, you know, creatively be like, I like that. I could, no matter what the commercial's for, I enjoy what I enjoy watching that. And your audience will enjoy it. Yes. You know, maybe not everyone else, but you're, you know, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Um, like 54, I think, I think something. You know, that's 54,000. 54, something like that. 54,000. 58. 58,000 people that just love your content that maybe, you know, if they turn the television on and see that commercial, like, yeah, get that Pat, stay away from me. But of you got 54,000 people right there going, I'm going to go check out East Coast Finance and today. I'm going to go check it out. I bet you 4,000 of them hate my guts. <laughs> they do. They, oh, yeah, I guess for the opposite effect. Yeah, but, it's, but it's still, really like it's, it's a interesting. View. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, man. You, 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 It's unbelievable how much, like, People will hit me up. I could literally write right now on Facebook or Instagram, either one. Everyone go do it your best today. No excuses. Fight your hardest and do better than you did yesterday. They'd be like, well, what about the people who are so unfortunate or maybe they're on their deathbed and they're unable to do their best because they don't have the strength? What about them, Pat? You're so fucking privileged to even say that knowing that you have two arms and they have none. <laughs> I'd be like, God damn, I'm just trying to be motivational, man. They have all those people on my fucking list every fucking day complaining about something I fucking say. I'm like, yo, if you walk down the street and you trip on a fucking log once, are you going to fucking do that every day? You're going to walk, oh, boom, oh, whoops, there, whoopsie daisies, did it again. Don't fucking follow me. If I offend you with the things I say, unfollow me. And if you can't unfollow me, then I pray for your fucking mental health. And I'm, be, I'm, I'm actually being serious. If you follow someone every day that triggers you and you're like, I hate this person. It makes me so upset. Oh, I have to look at them. It's like, bro, yeah. back up. Follow someone else. 100%. Sucker. Yeah. 100%. <clears throat> Seriously, it's weird, man. It's weird. Don't follow me. I'm, I'm a nice guy. I don't, I don't put anything out there that's like too offensive or anything. But sometimes you're like, I can't believe you said, well, just why are you following me? It's really, it's weird, man. It is a unique, uh, it's, it is a weird thing. Some of the, the funniest things that cheer up my day will be those reasonable Rob clips. And it's, they're yeah. probably the most, not offensive, but just offside comedy there is. But it makes me the happiest yeah, because, of the day because it's just, you don't see it every day. Yeah. Some guy has the balls to actually put that content out. It's like Yeah, and, and I try to make sure on Unreasonable Rob that it's so like cartoonishly like sarcastic that no one will be too offended. You know, like... Clearly, this isn't serious. You know what <laughs> but I mean? There's this, some people out there. Yeah. That are oh, just like, oh my God! You can't say anything nowadays. People just, it's 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 insane, man. But you can't like, you can't please them all, man. People are gonna cry over anything, man. People cry on, people record themselves crying on their phone and then edit in like emotional music and like a dramatic scene and then and then post it on the internet. Like this yeah. is it's like a trending thing to do that now. So like. I'm sure you've seen it. People like posting a video of them crying and whatever, man. It's, that's on them. But what I'm saying is like, you don't even have to say anything to make them cry. They're going to do it themselves, you know? Yeah. As a fucking creative artist. <laughs> Shouts to you guys or whatever, man. It's, it is what it is. Whatever you want to do. Whatever gets you going, man. If you want to let the world know that you're vulnerable and all that shit, that's yeah. cool, man. I'm not making fun, but you're a fucking crybaby bitch. 
<laughs> just chucking. <laughs> just chucking. What's, uh, what's Unreasonable Rob like in real life? Does he have like a nine to five job? I always thought that. Like, well, he's doing this stuff. Does he have like a, like, what, what's he like? Is he just. Don't ask questions. <laughs> you got to. All right. Comes out and then comes out uh, soon. Okay. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I always thought like, well, God's doing this. Like, he's putting himself out there. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. He's like a true. Oh, do you He's... mean do you mean me? No, or the no, other guy. The other guy like, oh, Brett. Yeah, Brett. Sorry. What's he do for a job? Yeah, like does uh, he... he works at McDonald's? Does he? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Nathan, shout out Brett, man. He's he's the man. He's a star. Like he like. Like he's the butt of the joke, kind of, but like he just takes it. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. Great. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he loves it. He loves it. Does man. he? Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, he fucking loves it, man. He loves it. So, yeah, he's a he's he's the man. He's the star of the show. You ask me, man. He's hilarious. He's a good sport. Um. He's uh, not so much anymore, but naturally nervous of me, which makes it uh, wicked content. That's how it all started. I'm like, we need to record this. This guy's like really nervous of me when I ask him like certain like, invasive questions or whatever. So yeah. I was like, we need to make this something. That's literally how it started. I love it. Yeah, but he loves it, man. He's uh, he's a good sport, man, and uh, I, I see big things coming for him and coming for us. How does it feel to have some of the biggest celebrities in the world look up to you? You got Shaq calling you. Drake invited you to his own personal battle rap yeah. event yeah some of the biggest artists in the world admire your work yeah how does that feel it feels good man it's it's cool it's 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 surreal and um um it's unbelievable because you know i i don't know maybe i'm just because i'm just some dude from little dartmouth or whatever that it, it's it's that much bigger because you know sometimes when i meet other battle rappers they're like oh yeah man these guys whatever man you know it's it's not a big deal to them but to me it's like I would have never guessed that these people would know who I am, let alone, what the fuck's going on on my phone? Oh, it's uh, updating. Um, that, that even know who I am, let alone like be a fan of my work. It's, it's, it's unbelievable to me. What's a conversation like with you and Drake? Um, the last one, it was just very, nothing. I, I don't even, it was, we were just chilling, man, just having, having a drink, fucking watching the battles, man. Yeah? Yeah. He's just a fan of the art. Yeah, he loves the art. He's he a just... huge fan. He's a huge supporter. And, um... Yeah, man, we just we just kicked it, man. Had you know, just just chilling, watching the shit. I I try not to ask him any questions. I don't even really think about it. He's just such a normal, like, just a r- average dude, like not average dude, but you know what I mean. But yeah. he he acts super, like, just humble, and and it's just like hanging with you. Yeah, yeah, good guy. Man. I guess to get to that level, you're you're gonna be around people that idolize and like fanboy out over you. But to make it to that level of not being able to, I guess, react differently and be like, yeah, I am the shit. I am the man. You're right. But for him just to go, yeah, whatever, I'm here just to have fun. Well, I, I've met him numerous times. The first time, um, yeah, I mean, the first time he, he came from my battle. Um, the second time he, yeah, came from my battle as well. So, like, um, he's a fan too. And fucking, I try not to. So when you, you don't get, you respect celebrity, but you don't gush over it. You don't. I mean, I'm definitely, like, don't get me wrong. Like, my first picture with Drake, I probably posted 12 times over the last whatever years right but um yeah he's just he's just such a good guy man just such a just such a cool easygoing guy and um i don't really take advantage of that or like try i, I didn't even like think to get a picture or anything like that man yeah. it's just like you know, it's just we're just chilling i feel like you're the type of guy that just wants your work to show that's it it's like a picture with drake is cool but you want your work to show and yeah you know it's like you you care about the work rather than the, the quick little picture yeah i mean um the night before my battle um, Chris Brown was throwing um, battles at his house, and obviously I could have went, and because there was a, a group of battle rappers going, I could have went, got a bunch of pictures, probably a video, a shout out or some shit. But I said, "No, nah, man, um, 
I'm going to stay in my hotel. I'm going to finish my uh, preparing. I'm going to practice. I'm going to I'm going to get this down because at the end of the day, I care I care, care way more about the outcome of my performance than some clout pictures or videos. You know what I mean? That's what Quake Cause was that's, saying. Because that's there forever. That's there forever. Your picture is like, oh, cool, you were Chris Brown. Who gives a shit? I mean, people give a <laughs> shit. But meaning like, oh, cool, you get a picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what? Yeah. Um, obviously, I really wish I did. To be honest, I kind of regret it because if I was prepared earlier and wasn't such a scatterbrain, I would have went. I would have went to it because my opponent went. He got pictures with him and shit, but I wasn't prepared. So I had to – I'm very last minute. always have been. So I, I had to get my shit done, and I don't regret it. I um... – I got a bunch of questions. Uh, so, hypothet- hypothetically, you're in L.A. for a battle rap. Not hypothetically, it actually happened. But other than winning the battle, what are some other goals of yours being in the United States, L.A., when it comes to networking and, and getting your brand out there a little bit more? Or is there no goals? Do you have a clear mission of going and just winning a battle, or is there other aspirations that you have while you're there? I wish that I was more prepared so I could network and do other things, okay. maybe do a couple podcasts, maybe like... Um, Maybe, maybe make a song or just do um, interviews or some, a bunch of other things. But really, I'm so last minute that that's all that matters. And even when I'm done, it's like I'm there for business. I'm there to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. So maybe next time, which I know will never happen. Um, Don't say that. It could. Maybe. Oh, I'm, what I mean is maybe next time if I was fully prepared, it won't happen. I, it's just not how I work. I wish I, I, wish I did. If I was fully prepared, then I'll go do a bunch of radio uh, shows and you know podcasts and network the way I should. But um, usually it's strictly business, man. And I feel bad for my friends because they're like, "Fuck, man, we could have went to Chris Brown's." Like, <laughs> man, you know, like I, you know, I, I, I'm not drinking with them. I'm not having fun with them. I'm not doing nothing. I woke up in the morning one morning and it was, I heard uh, Quake and my boy Quake and Zeno, you know, Quake and, and they're outside drinking and going on. I'm like. I'm like, damn, you guys are up early. They're like, we didn't even go to sleep yet. I'm like, damn, man, I wish I was partying with you guys. But nah, I got to get my shit done, man. I got to win. You know what I mean? Can you describe to the people that will never, ever be in a battle rap ever their their entire lives, can you describe the feeling from when it's over? All the preparation you do, you do it. You get the standing O. You win. Everything's awesome. What's the feeling like when it's over? It it always got different. So when I was coming up, um, if you've ever been in a fight before, that's what it was like. Immediately after you're done, you barely remember anything. There's so much adrenaline. You don't re- remember anything. You're like, holy shit, how did I do, whatever, whatever. The more comfortable you get, the more um, easy it is. Me, afterwards, I'm usually like I turn around and ask everyone, did I win? Did I win? Did I win? Um, actually, I usually ask, how bad did I lose? Did I lose? And people are always like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just fucking killed him. What are you talking about? You just won easy. I'm like, oh, phew. <laughs> and all you want to do are me anyways is let loose because the pressure man for weeks is so much man like it's like man like there's only you can't say can i do that again cut can i do that one more time you got a guy yelling in your face all his friends yelling thousand or whatever people they're watching you a lot of them heckling you they don't want you to win um and everything that you prepare goes it, it, it erases as soon as you step on stage you're like you could you could write down something uh, one sentence. Practice it a hundred times. You get on that stage and it all hits. You're like, holy shit! What the? You forget the whole thing. It's just so much pressure and so much like really? excitement going on. You really got to catch it, man. And that's why so many people choke and quit and and shit like that. And puke. 
things like that happen. happen. I, 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 yeah. believe, I believe you. I oh, never yeah. thought oh, of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some of the top tier guys in battle rap, they puke. Like, they get so, like, overwhelmed and shit. It's insane. So, me nowadays, afterwards, I'm like, did I win? Did I win? How'd I do? How'd I do? Did I lose? Or something's up? And then everyone's like, you did great. I'm like, perfect. Can I get a straight? Can I get a fucking stiff one? Yeah. Give me a drink, man. Yeah. Woo! Now I can mingle, have fun, do the couple interviews, hang with my friends, uh, converse with all the you know, battle rappers, and like, and just just and have a good time. Yeah. Up until then, very tense. It seems very similar to like a UFC or a boxer. Same thing, man. Same thing, bro. I ta- I have uh, fi- uh, friends that fight, and and we go through the exact same shit. Yeah. And he said, and one of my buddies, he's a boxer. He's like, man, it's the exact same thing, really. We just don't want to let people down. We we you know we don't want to be beat the fuck up in front of a bunch of people or you know whooped in front of a bunch of people. Like when you go in there and get hit, you don't even really feel it. It's not you're not worried about that. You just it's so much it's so much preparation. You don't want to let you don't want to let people down, let yeah. alone yourself. You know it's a huge it's a huge like ego um, uh, drop, I guess or whatever. If yeah. you do, I've done it. So you know. you, you smoke weed. Um, I feel like in your art form, it wouldn't be like the most beneficial thing. Really? I don't know. I feel like you got to be sharp in your. <laughs> most people. Yeah. Well, most people. Um. Most people. Most rappers and battle rappers smoke yeah. a lot of weed. I smoke weed. Like you know, I smoke some last night just like from the pen. I might smoke here and there, man. Like every couple nights, just a little tiny bit. I can't get too high, man. I overthink and then skip my own thoughts, but. There's no way I could smoke and go on stage. Hell no. Why? Just from the memorization of the things that you. Oh no, just... I I don't know about you, man, but like you ever get like so so high that it's just like, man, like I've gotten so 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 high that I've watched my opponent's videos and been been like, Jesus, like, it's an aggressive man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, Jesus, I don't know if I'm what's gonna happen there. Holy shit, man, his friends look a little you know flustered. You know, these friends look like they get a little rough. You know what I mean? I don't want to get in that. Holy shit, I'm not better than this guy. This guy's amazing. This guy's great. <laughs> this guy's I'm amazing. just like watching him in awe. Like, like so, like, this guy's, I'm a, I'm a fan. You know what I mean? This guy's a hunk. You know what I mean? And then I sober up. I'm like, man, fuck these guys. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, <laughs> fuck them better than all these guys. Fuck all them guys in the background, too. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Well, it, like, I guess it affects people differently. Smoke, it just... Writing is, it, it's, it's okay. Writing yeah. is good. It's actually pretty, pro- it's, it's good. Okay. Um, But, I, I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't perform. Okay, personally, that's yeah. That's most that, do that, though. Most do. Really, most battle rappers can get high before going up. Yeah, I mean they'd smoke all day. Fuck. Mike man. Tyson fucking smoked all kinds before his last fight. He said he's you know. Yeah, but that's I, I'm just talking like your head like boxing. I, I I know nothing about boxing. I'm just thinking if I was in your shoes and if I was a little bit high. I just wouldn't remember as many things. Maybe I wouldn't be as sharp as I need yeah, yeah, to be. Yeah. But then again, I'll never be in both scenarios, so I don't know. Yeah, but. I mean, it depends, I guess. Like, you know, sometimes you get high and it's perfect. Sometimes you're you're funny and your charisma's there and yeah. you're fucking thinking great. And then sometimes you're like, oh, my God, I hate my arms. You know what I mean? You never know. Do you, what about, like, alcohol? Do you ever have, like, a beer before? Like, I, I'll have one beer before. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, kill the nerves a little bit. Um, that's, a, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So how how did the uh, the compliment battle come about? Whose idea was it? Who who initiated it? How how did that come um, about? And it was in Halifax, correct? It was. Yeah. Um, I was reaching lip chap. <laughs> um, so the compliment battle happened the first time I sorry, sorry man. I got all the time. I got all the time in the world. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, now, so the first compliment battle I ever seen was with a guy named Tricky P and Definition. It happened in King of the Dot. It was outside. It was great. And then there's these two guys, Marlo and Shuffle T, who are so amazing. And they did, I think, one or two out in England. So me and Roan, like, I always wanted to do a compliment battle. I had this idea before the first one I seen. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't matter. They did it first. But so I was like, man, let's do it. And it was supposed to be, I think it was initially supposed to be me and um, Real Deal, who's the king of the dot champion right now. Shout out Real Deal. Um, but that didn't happen for some reason. So me and Roan just, we did it. And it was like the best thing I've ever done. Probably like my favorite thing I've ever done, man, to this day. Why do you think it was the favorite thing you've ever done? What, what was so great about it that you love behind the scenes that most people don't know? I like um, challenging myself writing. So that was like writing backwards. If you're a rapper, your first rap is... I'm better than you, I fucked your girl, I'll beat you up, I'm a better rapper, I'm this, you're not, right? So naturally, I can write battle raps, easy. But writing backwards is is super challenging, you know what I mean? Because you, you can't just be like, you're cute, you're hot, you're smart. You have to ha- take like really creative, funny angles, you know what I mean? So it was it was a test of my own creativity. I'm not happy unless I'm not testing myself creatively, I'm not. That's why I don't battle that much. I want, I'd rather do all kinds of different things at once. So not only was it um, <clears throat> super challenging, but it was um, just the energy there, man. Everyone had such a good time. Everyone was laughing. Everyone was smiling. It was outside. I don't know why. I just felt better. It was like right by the water. Um, it, it, just seemed like, it just seemed like everyone was together and like smiling together and just enjoying themselves together, whereas a battle rap, even though I love that too, People are tense and they don't want to laugh and they're like, oh, I'm too tough to laugh. I don't, I don't like jokes. They're standing up. <laughs> it's really, really aggressive. And this was just like, you could have been anyone and everyone and enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. To this day, like it went viral countless times. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, man, I just, it just, it was, it was, it was a good time. I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have tried to duplicate it, but whatever. It's great that you're able to think outside the box. I feel yeah. like that's a big part of the success with the Pat Stay brand. It's thinking outside the box. Yeah. You know, you can be a battle rapper. You are a battle rapper. But in order to succeed as a businessman, you have to think outside the box and use your talent <coughs> many different ways. <coughs> yeah. And that's just a whole other way of compliment rap. Yeah. You're able to get a whole other brand of people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I agree, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was really, really fun. We're going to do it again soon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to meet Rowan in uh, next month. We got something going on. How many things you got going on right now? A lot. Yeah, a lot. Do you man. think that has to do with the scatterbrain? Like you just you yeah. think of an idea. Are you a capra- are you a yes? Cap- cap- how am I saying procrastinator? Cap- are you a procrastinator? Yep. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Huge procrastinator, man. I spent like jeez uh, the other night. I spent uh, the other day. I spent. 12 hours straight typing on a computer two days in a row, typing up these scripts that I could have done like weeks before that, or even spent a half hour a day or one hour a day. But I'm like, no, 12. And I, I don't mean like, go take a break, lunch. I mean, no food, no nothing. Just go, 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 go. 12 hours, both days. And like when I could have spread that out easily, there's so much I have going on at once. Um, a lot of responsibilities as well on top of that. Um, but that's what drives me too. I it, I don't know what it is, man. It's 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 good and bad. Like like let's let's say battle rap for example. If I prepare my rounds a month beforehand, 
I'm going to be sick of that shit by then. I think that's with anyone, whether it's recording an album or like, or anything that you have, you, you prepare something. You think it's so good at first, right? Oh my God, this is the best. I love it. And then like you watch it 20, 30, 40, 50 times. You're like, eh. Anything that you write new after that or do new after that is going to, you, you're going to think it's better because it's fresh. You know what I'm saying? So me preparing last minute kind of is a gift and a curse because it's still fresh to me. You know, when it's brand, when it's, I just did it like two nights ago. It's still fresh to me. I like it, and I'll perform it like 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 it's yeah. fresh. You, know you don't what have saying? time to question it because it's gonna be. You got to get it out two days from now. Also, I'm so last minute, and I don't write anything down at all. That it looks like I'm just like, well, I am. I'm like catching things out of midair on stage. You know what I mean? So sometimes that can really help in my performance too. Hmm. It'd be better if I had it off by heart. That way I can like practice theatrics and things like that. But I don't know, man. I just. I, I try not to think too much on it, man, and be too hard on myself because I know that's just how I work. I got I got a lot going on. I got people stressed out today that before I came here, they're like, Pat, man, you got to tell me these dates. This is this is really big for me. I know you got like 10 things going on right now, and you can handle this shit, but I can't. You know what I mean? So What does that mean? Like, give me an example of like what, what are other people depending on you for right now? Um, I got a show coming out, and um, so I wrote six uh, episodes to it, and uh, there's certain parts that I can't really give away um, that other people are going to be in. So they want to practice their lines. Yeah. Okay. And uh, before the show starts, other things that we have going on. Um, yeah, for the show. Yeah, when the, when they, they want to, like, know what their lines are in the show, hmm. right? They want to meet up beforehand and uh, all that type of stuff. And I'm like, don't worry, I'm going to have your shut in a couple days, a couple days, but really I'm working on 20 other different things. You know what I mean? So not everyone works like me. I can really just show up. Like when I did the movie Bodied, I didn't go over my shit at all. People were like, so do you know your stuff? I was like, ah, no, fuck, what are my lines? I just went over them and did them on the spot. And people are like, bro, are you fucking crazy? You're in fucking Hollywood at a movie? You didn't even look over your lines yet? I'm like, ah, fuck, you know what I mean? It's a rough one last night, man. Dude. But I, uh, but I killed it. Man, listen, my fucking lines were like, you know, boom, boom, boom. All I had to do was remember that, like I, like I said, I don't write things down. Yeah, ever. but still, man, like you're, that's a, that's a, that's a, you're on a movie set, and you don't. In, I killed it. I know you killed it, but like I'm just saying, like that's that's a you're a freak of nature for that sense. That's yeah. insane. I like it's a it's a career move being in that movie, and you didn't even yeah didn't even yeah because because man I I was like man listen, it's a movie, dude. It's a fucking movie. I if I have two lines to say at a time, that's nothing. If I mess up, I'll read it again. Cut, cut. I go on. I I write fucking. 25 minutes or 15 minutes worth of battle raps while be just being distracted on every way every fucking corner and remember that without writing it down so you i can i can easily do that it's really nothing to me i've been like that since a kid my mom used to be like man like pat you can like remember crazy shit like i said it's selective hearing or whatever whatever i want want to focus on i could remember like such length like lengthy shit like off my heart um, but then again, I'm super scatterbrained ADD and might like forget my phone and put it in the freezer and fucking, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fucking nuts, bro. I'm, I'm, I am. I'm fucking nuts, bro. I'm just being honest with you. Nuts. Like I, I can't believe the shit I forget every day. I forget. Oh my God. Dude, people got to remind. I forgot today. Yeah. You did forget today. I forgot this today, <laughs> bro. I got so much going on, but I'll remember 25 minutes of fucking battle raps like that. You know what I mean, it's I weird. feel like you have a different relationship with fear than the average person. Does that make sense? That statement. Hmm. When people are on a movie set and they're on a 
big movie set for the first time, even if they have two lines, there definitely is a little bit of fear in their eye, preparing, making sure everything's correct, delivering in front of the camera. But for you to say, no, I got two lines on this big movie. I didn't really prepare. I looked at the lines right before and then I delivered. Most people have fear months, months, months before. Mm-hmm. But you don't care because you're so scatterbrained. You're worried about other things. And when the time comes for you to deliver, you just deliver. Because yeah. you're used to delivering in front of a live audience. So when it comes to a movie, you know they can take another take. You know yeah. you can take another take. But I guess I, I think, maybe tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that you have a different perspective when it comes to fear than the average person. Do you, do you agree with that or no? Yeah, it's actually kind of profound, man. Yeah, I never really thought of it like that. But also, keep in mind, I was a rapper. So I was battle rapping in this movie. It's not like I had to be fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. You I know guess. what I mean? Just put, I, yeah, but, I, I, I was just I was just rapping. I, I just I just had to rap. Um, I was not worried at all. I got on set. Um, you know, my I, I was a skinhead in the movie. I was a skinhead rapper. It's weird, but um, <laughs> I got on set. They're like, "Hey, we're in a rush." They put me in all the outfit and stuff like that, and I had like hair, like gray hair, like longer gray, not longer, but like you know, I had a lot of hair. Just look up the clip if you want to see it. Just pass no, it. No, no. So I, be, right before they're like, okay, you're up. I'm like, you're going to put me on set with like all this like gray hair? And they're like, yes, we got to go. I'm like, I'm playing a skinhead. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. I wasn't ordering them around. I was like, I really think it would be in the best interest of the movie if you shave my head. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, with a Bic razor. They're like, really? I'm like, absolutely. Not a question. I'm a white skinhead rapper. It doesn't matter rapper. I'm a skinhead. Shave my head, and boy, did it make a difference! Like with without the shaved head, I didn't look intimidating at all. I looked like this like salt and pepper loser with the skin head and the fucking bomber and the whatever. I looked very intimidating, and it whatever. I was just like you know, I mean, I I was into it, man. I was, I was, uh, I knew I was gonna it was gonna be fine because all I had to do was rap. Natural born entertainer. I really think that the guy, the guy that I was going against, um, he's like. Uh, He's, fam- he's famous as fuck, and I didn't know at the time, but I was battling him, and I think that he might have thought, like, because I was sick at the time, too. I had, I had a tattoo before I went. I got a lot of ink, and um, I think I had, like, an infection. The red was, like, coming out and stuff, right? It's really hard to show, but um, so I was tired and drained, and, like, the whole time on set, like, my eyes are rolling back pretty much. Like, I think I was I had a slight infection, but so I was, like, when I'm battling, I'm like, I, I look genuine, like not genuine, but I look angry. You know what I mean? And he's just like, his name's Jackie Long. Th- shouts to Jackie Long, and he's and and I'm and, he, and he's like, I remember looking at me? I'm like yelling in his face. I was like, I was like, first time, <laughs> something like that. And he's like, uh, no, nah, man. This guy's been in movies like Kevin Hart and things like that. He's like, uh, no, nah, man. Uh, you do this, eh? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think I looked. I think probably looked a little too like demonic you know what i mean because i was like so tired and just like yelling the craziest things ever but we ended up being cool and you know making friends and he's the coolest guy man shout out jackie long that's awesome yeah you're comfortable on movie sets it seems like you know you're able to like tell like put your own little creative decision yeah no we gotta shave my head what are we doing here of course yeah when i do when i when i was doing unreasonable rob i was director writer everything man like i'm really good at that type of shit creative ideas like that was a no-brainer for me Mm -hmm. that was just a no-brainer you gotta shave my fucking head right I wasn't like, no, I was never like that, but I just, just the recommendation, yeah. right? But yeah, no, for sure, man. I, yeah, that's, that, that was, that was important. That's what wicked. Mm. Um, when it comes to basing, uh, price points, 
I've always wanted to, I've always wondered about that with, with price points and branding deals and movies and things like that. Um, for your, for your talent, like I said, not a lot of people do it. How do you, how did you base your price points? I'm going, okay, I'll do this movie, but I want X amount of dollars. Like what did you base that X amount of dollars off of since not a lot of people are in your profession? It depends on the company. Yeah. Depends what they want to do with it. Um, depends how it can benefit me. I used to just do anything for whatever, man. Like for the movie, I'm like, man, whatever. It's a Hollywood f- film. I'm yeah. cool. Fly yeah. me out there, pay me my daily rate. I'm cool, man. I'm, I was I was honored, right? Yeah. Um, you know, let's just say it 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 just it, it really depends. Like for example, today I seen a, an ad um, with someone in it. I'm not even going to drop it, whatever. But they're 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 going through a lot of shit right now, controversy and whatever. And a little popular at the same time, whatever. But that company is dropping super old ads to that person now. Like, get this product and get this. And, and, and me knowing, I'm pretty sure they probably only got a one-time payment for that. You know what I mean? Paid them 500 bucks. Do this little commercial. I get. I hate it so fucking much. They'll hit you up to be like, hey, man, listen. Uh, if I could just use it, it's literally two minutes. Only two minutes of your time. That's all we need. We'll pay you. But, like, it's literally just two minutes of your time. No, bitch. It's fucking 15 years of my time. That's what I mean. When I say bitch, I don't mean woman. Okay? Um, that that that's the insulting thing. It's like just two minutes of your time. When when they start talking about prices, it's not two minutes of my time, bro. That two minute video, you can flip over and over and over, put it in twenty ads, and for the rest of your life, you can use that and make a million dollars. Whereas you want to just offer me this one little flat fee. So it really depends on how much I can benefit from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You won't see me doing shit with many companies. Like, hey, come check this out or come check this out. It's very rare because I know because I I I. I know my worth to an extent. I'm not going to be that person that just does something for 200 bucks, knowing that they could flip that and make it 500,000. I'll be watching it for the rest of my life, whether what I'm going through is good or bad. I, I, I do the Drake battle. Oh, they posted. Cool. They just made a couple hundred dollars. Or something terrible happens to me in life, and they just you're using it to my expense. You know what I mean? Um, I, so I've shut down a lot of offers like that before, man. I'm like, nah, sorry, man. It's, it's no disrespect. Um, I just don't want to. Unless unless I can, you know, get a a, a long term benefit from it, I'm I'm not interested. I just, like with our company, we get every now and then we'll get these people that message us and go, "Hey, can we do this for free? Can we come on your podcast and talk about this for free?" And it's basically free advertising. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we we have a, an average following, nothing compared to you. And I just always imagine there's a frustration level with you going, people reaching out to you going, "Hey, Pat, like, could we do this just really quick? Like, I'm trying to become a battle rapper. If you can, I hate that. Oh. It, that well no but say it's the same thing yeah um it it depends man like i really the reason why i became that way is because like i've i've helped so many people and spent so much time and days i mean helping others and being there for others that that i get no benefit from and i didn't want to benefit from sometimes the benefit is me like knowing i'm helping someone but then people just take advantage man they People just take advantage and they and then they 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 talk to you like a piece of shit when you stop helping them. You know what I mean? I guess they'll call it a um, "What have you done for me lately?" type person. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and and it kind of like even little tiny things. I know this is a little bit off subject, but one time I was like, I put it on the internet, I was like, "Yo, um, I'm giving away all these clothes, all this sucker free clothes I had and stuff like that. I'm giving them away. I don't want any money for them. I just want people to have them, people that need them, right?" So many people hit me up. I didn't know they didn't fucking need them. They just wanted them. Probably kind of flip them. One guy pulled up. One guy calls me. 
he's blowing my, my he's, he's so he's calling me and he's like uh, I'm like oh you out front he goes yeah I've been waiting for ten minutes I'm like all right man came out gave him like a box of hoodies like oh, just skirted off I'm like it's it's just like <laughs> just 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 one one example but like like. You know, I, like, cause, and, and you know what? Recently, I almost uh, was going to give away a bunch of clothes too, because I have a couple boxes of clothes. I was going to just give them away. And I was like, no, no, because I'm going to get hit up by people that don't need them and they're just going to take them and just being selfish. And I don't know. So nowadays, I try to, I'm still, I'm still nice. I'm still generous to an extent. Like, if I have, you know, it's my friend or I just like them or I like what they're doing or I believe in what they're doing and I, and I support it. I want them to do good. Mm. I might help them, but. A lot of the times I have to be like, no, no, mm. because I know what you're going to offer me isn't enough. And I'll just say right away, I'll be like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it for, for you or me. It's not going to be worth it for me. I told a guy the other day, he's like, how much for a verse? I said, I don't really do the music that much, man. So it, it wouldn't be worth your time. He's like, well, how much would it be? And the price I told him, he's like, huh, wow, I can get so-and-so for this. I'm like, well, then fucking do it because I don't have the time to, to do a song right now. If I was living in the studio... Then maybe I'd be like, all right, well, I'll do it for this much. But it would be me taking that time out of what I'm doing right now. So whatever I tell you, man, don't 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 insult me, man. Don't be like, oh, that's funny because I can get Tupac right now for fucking 300 bucks. You know what I mean? It's just, just shut the fuck up, man. On the other front, I remember the first time you came on this podcast, I picked you up and we had to stop at Shoppers and you had to get something. I think it was honestly Lip Chap. And you were <laughs> you were in there for like 15 minutes. Like, what, is, what is this guy doing? Jerk and you came, and you came out and you're like, sorry, man, like, there was a fan in there. Yeah. And you, I was like, oh, like, fuck, you're in there for a bit. He goes, yeah, like whenever I get recognized, like I like to take the time and like talk to people that recognize me. And I took that and I, I ran with it and I, I don't get recognized, but it happens every now and then. And I always remember when you said that to me, I take that into effect whenever I'm in a rink and someone goes, high button sports. And I go, hey, how, well, how'd you hear about high button sports? And I try to have like a five minute conversation, but I only do that because of what you, what happened to you at Shoppers Drug Mart that mm. you took 15 minutes and you said, yeah, whenever someone says hello to me or something, I try to take the time of day just to go, oh, how, how do you hear a Pat stay? How do you know of me? Yeah. So I always remember that because on the other front, you do have people that want things from you, but at the other end of the spectrum i feel like you're the type of guy that i don't feel i know you're the type of guy that will take time out of the day to yeah. say thank you for believing yeah. in the pat stay brand yeah because you know at the end of the day man there's going to be a time that might not be too far away hopefully not but it's going to be a time where i'll be like damn man like i wish i had fucking i wish i had one person messaging me right now being mm. like man you're killing it or man i'm such a fan or man like i, I look up to you you know what i mean because i get them all the time right but there's going to be a time where i'm like I won't be ignoring those messages because sometimes it's too much. There's so many I can't respond to every single one. But I know there's going to be a time where I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I wish that people were still talking about me like that. I wish people would approach me in person and be like, hey, man, love you, right? Love your shit, right? Because yeah. that'll eventually die. So I really try to keep that in mind. And, um, you know, it's, it's, and just be a little bit more humble and, and appreciative of uh, yeah. the things because they don't last forever. You're definitely a humble guy, man. You're, you're very. Like, I remember there was a time I saw you, this was right after we did that podcast, and it was the Jazz Fest. It was uh, Common, I think, was performing, and you walked in. So, you know, how many people, were, was it Common? You were there. Common. I don't, I don't remember. Jazz Fest, like two years ago. Mm. And you walked in, and you could just see the eyeballs go 
towards you. You were there, I think, with your woman. And it's always bad stay, it's bad stay, it's bad stay. And then you had that every now and then that person walk up to you. And I saw you because I was watching you because I remember the lesson you taught me about the Shoppers Drug Mart incident. And I was like, yeah, the guy's true to his word. He's he's taking the time out of his day. I'm sure he doesn't really want to be bothered. I'm sure he just wants to watch Common. But you took time out of your day for every person to come up to you. And I was like, yeah, the guy's true to his word. And it made me gain a little bit more respect for you after watching that. Yeah, sometimes it's genuine. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes like people come up and they would be like, like, this is classic. They'll be like, yeah, look, uh, I ain't no fucking dick rider. I ain't no fan or whatever, but, like, my cousin, <laughs> for some reason, he thinks there's something special, man, so can I get a pick? I'm like, all right, man, yeah, yeah. And they're just like, he's all jittery. He's like, he's like, all right, man, uh, do your thing. I don't even really know what you do, but. <laughs> I don't you know really mean? know what you do. Really, man. really, he has a fucking patch day fucking tattoo on his cock, you know what I mean? This is how it is. It's a pride thing. But also sometimes, like, you know, I'll be – taking a lot of pictures, signing autographs or some type of shit with a large group of people. Yeah. And uh, someone would be like, I get an interview, interview. I'm like doing one already. I was like, oh, one sec, man, one sec. And this has happened before. That's why I'm referencing it. Like, like yeah, one sec, man, just doing this here, whatever. And he just walks up. He's like, you fucking diva. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, like two seconds ago, you were like, man, huge fan. Love to get you on my channel. And I, but you don't, you're not a fan. You don't like me. You don't like nothing about me. You probably dislike me. But you, and, but you just want to get a couple views. You know what I mean? And. Yeah, you know, you know, the more you see that, the more discouraged you become about certain things. But at the end of the day, man, fuck them. I was wondering who the biggest friendship was that you valued in this business because it is a weird business. Let's just like you said, some guy will come up to you and go, "Hey, let's do this together," and then they leave and they call you a drama queen. You know, they don't want to be friends; they just want to use you. But every now and then, you you have a great friend in this business or a great mentor or someone that comes up to you and actually cares about you as a person. I was wondering who maybe that one or two person was that you actually really, really, really care for and 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 trust their friendship in this business um in the battle rap business not even the battle rap business just the pat stay business like just creatively just like creatively some guy you can call and be like what do you think about this even quake. if it sounds quake quake yeah and and you know we, we we're we're always like that we've always been like that so we run ideas by each other and support each other and inspire each other and keep each other on our feet when we need to and you know if i think he's if i have a feeling that he's feeling you know, discouraged or whatever, I'll call him, remind him who he is, and fucking he'll do the same. And uh, we run ideas by each other, man. And um, I thought he's 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 always been been there. He's always been like one of my one of my best friends for that reason. That's nice. Yeah, it's because it's a different business here, and so to have that guy next to you. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I have like friends that are, I guess, like bigger and more or whatever. But I don't call them as much as I would call Quake. I don't even really, you know what I mean? Like I still. Certain friends I have, I, I don't, I never, I, even the bigger friends I have, I don't really talk to them about rap or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, even when I talk to, like, some of my, like, I'm cool with, like, Simon Rex. And like, we don't ever talk about, like, Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. my buddy, man. And we don't talk about, like, like he's he's huge right now. He just did a fucking huge movie, Red Rocket, man. Shout out si- Simon Rex, Dirt Nasty. And, uh... And the last couple of times we talked, we didn't talk about that or battle rap. I think we probably talked about like dicks. <laughs> probably not, but you know, yeah. I got braces. You notice that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Only on the top. Only on the top. I had Invisalign for a few years, and they started going back, so I just paid for some braces. Just felt like being a thug, man. Yeah. How long yeah. you got done with those on? Six for? months. They hurt. They did hurt like a bitch in the beginning, man big time i fucking hated it couldn't believe it i'll never get real real braces again man if i ever have to get them i'll just get invisalign invisalign a lot more uh, convenient you have braces as a kid no i wish i did man i thought i was too cool (laughs) 
That's a, that, that should be your autograph. <laughs> it should. I thought about that when I was young. Just draw a dick as an autograph, man. But it's a girthy dick. When you saw Superbad for the first time and you saw the scene of, uh-oh, what's his name? Seth Rogen. No. When he draws the dicks in Superbad. Jonah Hill. When you saw Jonah Hill in Superbad draw the dicks for the first time, did you lose it at that scene? I don't. I don't remember. I, I, what? I, I know. I know. I know. I don't remember uh, the dick scene, but uh, I probably did. I, it's a good, great movie. I don't remember it though. Just to be honest with you. How much time are we at right now? An hour. An hour? Mm-hmm. What are you doing the rest of the day? It doesn't matter, man. I'm good. Good. Um. When you say you have things coming up, is there anything that you can announce that... Uh, Sorry I'm a little, like, monotone today and serious. I'm, uh, yeah. I, I said that to the guys. Like, whenever... Like, they're like, oh, Pat Stay's coming over. It's like, no, Pat Stay, you got to be on your toes because you never know which way he's going to go. Mm. But I love when you come over and you're just, oh, you just keep it. You just, you're talk, medi- you're I'm, talking. I'm, I'm medicated today. I, t- I took a Dexedrine today, which is basically like Adderall. I've been prescribed to it since I was a kid, right? For, for ADD. Yeah. And I only really ever take it when I got a lot to do. Because I got to get things done. I have to get things done. I don't like being on it too much because you're too like robotic and like focused. Like like now, usually I'm just like blah, 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 you know, like super like all over the place, charismatic. Yeah. But when you're on it, you're just like just dead serious about everything. But it is what it is. I got a lot to do. I got work to I got work to do. You know what I mean? I feel like people want to see this side of you too. You know, like yeah. see, there's a little bit of character in your personality. But to open up and just talk about stuff, I'm sure people like want to see that side of you. Yeah, some 100%. people. Some people don't know. You know, there's some people like oh yeah. You don't know if he's going to be this or that. And some people say, man, I don't even I've, – I've been told, man, Pat, I don't know whether I love you or hate you, man. I'm like, that's exactly where I want you, buddy. That's, where I, that's exactly where I want you, man. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I, you know, and I love you. <laughs> you do, do you think uh, – like, how well do you think you can read a room when you walk into it? You know, when you, whenever – I remember that Quake's opening party uh, at the library like three years ago for his late – two albums ago, I'm pretty sure it was. And you walked in, you you'd kind of – the attention drew to you. But when the attention's drawn to you, how well do you read a room when you walk into it? I'm better at reading a room than I am at rapping. That is my gift. Okay, that's – that is my gift. That's why I'm great at performing. I'm, that's why I'm really good at spontaneous shit. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely good at reading the room. Yeah. Really good. Can you give me an example of someone uh, maybe that isn't as good as reading the room? Could you give me an example of how you're able to read the room? You know, are you looking at eyeballs? Are you looking at body language? Are you looking body at... Body language. Uh, yeah. Yeah, body language. You know, facial expressions. Um, tone. Um, and people's voices. Uh yeah, I it's 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 I guess it's hard to say, but that's all that's kind of been my thing. But I usually do weird things to test it. And it's normally something bizarre. I'll say or do something bizarre to read the room. Or like, you know, if I meet you for the first time and uh, I'll say something absolutely ridiculous um just to read who I'm with for the next little bit. Mm. See see their, you know, their response to that and then I'll get a good I'll be able to gauge of like where the conversation will go from here and how comfortable whatever whatever um yeah first time i interview at the library you're like all right we're here worldwide gay pride and like it's just like it set that awkwardness but you still remained pat stay and it kind of just set the whole tone for the interview like all right pat stay here what's going on gay pride worldwide how we doing and yeah. then I, remember, I was like what do i ask right now what do i do yeah you just set the tone respect um <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i did it today i sat down and i talked yeah. about sucking dicks and yeah. stuff like that you know what i mean i just I don't, I don't know what that is. It's always been like that for me, especially like uh, I think it's just a, a, a way for me to with you guys. It might be different. But, yeah, I, I walk in, and I'll say or do something to I don't know if it's just for attention or to see who I'm with and how their reactions will be. 
And, uh, yeah, it's a gift and a curse, man. Is I don't want to act like I'm some fucking genius or whatever, but sometimes, you know, you watch, I, I, I'm a people watcher, and I know that sounds creepy, but, like, I've watched people so long, so close that, like, I can, like, read them really, really well. So I know when someone's fucking bullshitting me, I can see the signs quicker than maybe, a, like, maybe your average person. So I'm like, fuck, sometimes you'd be like, damn, man, this whole time I thought this was a genuine person, and now they're clearly lying to my face, but they think that they're slick. They think they're getting this by me. Damn, man. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But then you find out that, that you were right, sometimes wrong or whatever, but, you know. I liked something you said recently about uh, Kanye's documentary. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? I haven't seen it yet. And then why did you, you said something about like why is everyone hating on Kanye? I love what he's saying or something. I didn't. I didn't uh, see the documentary. I just kind of said. Uh, I said, um, despite what a lot of people are saying right now or thinking right now, I think I'm liking Kanye more and more every day and okay. beginning, beginning to understand him more. I haven't even seen the documentary oh, yet. You're gonna love it. Yeah, I heard. I heard oh, it's really man. good. And it's not that like you know it, what bothers me is. When I posted that, <clears throat> so many different type of, well, so many females hit me up. They're like, how could you say that? You have a daughter, and how can you like him? He's dangerous. He's doing this to Kim. He's stalking her, and blah, 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 blah. Some were my friends, and they were just having a conversation, but some were actually like genuinely whatever. I'm like, I don't like him because of like his relationship drama with Kim Kardashian. Like, I don't follow that type of shit. I don't care about that. I care about how he thinks, like... I'm interested in how he thinks, like to pick his brain. That's the kind of person I am. You know, I like to read the room. I like to observe people. I watch interviews all day, every day. That's my thing, watching interviews. I like to pick people's brains, right? Him, very interesting, very uh, inspiring. And yeah, he's he's a, he's a little, you know, loopy. But dude, all our, all me anyways, I've always liked those kind of people, like secretly. I think we all kind of do, you know what I mean? Like the outcast, the person that's like, fearless you know what i mean I, I said in the post i was like if tupac was still alive i guarantee you he would have done and s- said some very controversial things that we would have been like all right Pac, man that was a little much that was a little much i love your message but man that was far but that's tupac these people are like they got strong voices and they're very passionate right yeah so i think um i i like him for that i don't care about his drama with kim kardashian or 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 anything like that this is not this is not what it is man i like his uh He's determined, man, and he says he says things and he means them and he follows through a lot of the times. And um, he's he's a a very a talented individual, man. I think uh, I think maybe we'll look back later on and be like, man, this guy was a lot more brilliant than we think. And I'm not the only one that feels this way. There's so many people that message me. They're like, man, I feel the exact same way. Yeah. It's a little hard to understand him at times, but if yeah. you get through to his message, I, I I understand what he's saying. Yeah, I don't know everything he's doing with Kim or his family and. That's their business, you know? If he's, like, beating them up, then, yeah, that's fucking stupid. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you can't... Dude, you can't just be, like, cancel Kanye because he moved close to Kim, but then, like, Cardi B comes out and says she used to drug men, take them back to hotels, and rob them unconscious. And you're like, yes! Yes! (laughs) Hustler. Hustler. That's what I was going to say. What would happen to a man? He'd be publicly stoned, canceled, everything. What happened to her? A fucking Hollywood flick. (laughs) <laughs> hustler you know what i mean the the movie hustler yeah, you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like don't be that person it's like no connie did this i'm like bro you didn't say anything about fucking cardi so don't be a, don't just don't be an online you know hero if you're not going to call everything else out you know just go with the people just go with the flow whatever the narrative is it's like oh, i'll go with that because that's the popular norm 
Yeah. Don't want anyone to backtrack and question my opinion. A girl the other day on Facebook said, uh, men, men say they have demons and really they're just emotional. And I said, women will make fun of men, like in this post, make fun of their demons, calling them just emotional, call them crybabies, call them this and this and that, post pictures of Will Smith crying and Tyrese crying and make them funny memes of men really going through it. They're like that kid getting abused by his baby mother and make it a joke, all these different joke memes and have the nerve to post like, it's men's mental health day. We need to really think about the suicide rate and how we'll look. Shut the fuck up, man. That's bullshit. Stop making fun. Stop like, I don't know, I'm gonna, I, I'll go on a rant about that shit. I'm, it it kind of bothered me because I'm like, man, like no wonder these dudes have these issues, man, and demons and the toxic masculinity because as soon as they open up or, or like look at Tyrese and Will, like their, their bawling faces were memes. You know what I mean? It's a joke. It's a joke. And Michael Jordan, countless, right? It's a joke when men are open. And then you want to make fun of dudes' demons? He probably does got fucking demons, man, because he can't really open up because you're going to make fun of him for it. And then you'll be like, ah, toxic masculinity, men's mental health. You don't give a fuck, man. Stop that shit, man. Be fair. Be fair. See, that's why I don't try to be like a, I don't try to be this like perfect leading by example uh, online hero because I'll contradict myself too much. Mm. I, I will. People will be like, well, what about this? What about this? I'll be like, you're right. That's why I don't play that role. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know. You know, shouts to the shouts to you know, shouts to the females that that really do understand. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's not all of them. I don't want to generalize and be like, girls say this, bunch of cunts. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, I don't like. I just don't like that whole. Whether it's Kanye or other people, like be so hard on. You know. Yeah. I no, know. I, I know. I rambled there a lot, but that's how, no. That's, that's how my brain works. Oh, that's fine. I, I love it. It's 100 percent true. I couldn't. I, I, every, I, every every time I see it, I'm like. I'm like, I see a bunch of fucking memes of, like, 50 Cent, like, not looking as in shape as he did 20 years ago, hanging upside down, like, calling him fat. I'm like, I could have swore this was called body shame. No, never mind. Forget it, right? I forget it. Don't worry about it, because if there's anyone else and whatever, like, that's just, it's okay. He can take it. 50 Cent can take it. 50 can take it. Yeah, he can take it. But these other people, maybe not. Or maybe they can. Maybe they can. But it still doesn't, like, you, you can't just be, like... It's okay to certain people. Fifty could take it, of course. He don't give a fuck. That's man. fifty cent. He can take it. He can take it. But like you know, like when I, I posted about that kid, you remember what kid I'm talking about? He was singing into his laptop or whatever. Then his baby mother came out and like was beating him from behind. Yeah, I think <laughs> I remember him, right? it. Yeah. Everyone posted about it. Thought it was so funny. It became like a sound on TikTok and everything. And I made a post. I'm like, bro, how is this funny? This kid is literally crying. Like he had tears in his eyes. He's getting beat up. And it's like, aha, look at this. I'm like, I don't. Like I don't see and what why is this so funny, man? Why is this so so funny? Because it's just it it, it wasn't to me. I seen a, a young dude getting abused, tears in his eyes. Like me and my girl watched it and felt sad as fuck watching. It was terrible to watch. But why has this become the butt of a joke? You know what I mean? It's like it's people not- love to see other people fail. I remember someone went to Little Wayne once and they go, Little Wayne, uh, hip hop magazine just put Jay Z. Uh, Gucci Mane and Drake, the best three artists of all time. And Lil Wayne, he goes, Gucci Mane? And most people would go, that's not right. Like, Eminem should be there. And then Lil Wayne just goes, shout out Gucci. That's awesome. And I remember watching that interview going, what a different, like, you know, what a different way to approach that. Rather than going, no, Gucci Mane shouldn't be there. Eminem should be there. Most Def should be there. So when he goes, 
Shout out Gucci. Good for him. And I remember watching that. And even in my head, I was going negative. I was like, no, the Gucci man doesn't belong there. Well, Little Wayne, I know, but I'm just saying it was just a, a, an interesting way to put it in his perspective going, yeah, great for Gucci. Good job. Such a positive way rather than going to the negative route of, no, someone else should be there. I, I, see, everyone, like, I guess it, it's interesting because everyone will take their own, like, take that different way. When I watched that, I thought, okay. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. When I watched that, I thought if it was, let's say, most death, he would have been like, fuck that. Eminem's take most death a little up. But Gucci Man's crazy. Yeah. Gucci Man's fucking crazy. And I, when I was reading him, watching it, I was thinking, he was like, Gucci? Then he's catching himself. He's like, I don't want to diss Gucci. Gucci's pretty fucking nuts. So Gucci will catch me in public and do this. He's just like, shout out Gucci. Oh, crazy, you mean like crazy. Trigger. Okay. Trigger. Yeah, like okay, I got you. He'll Sorry. attack you. He'll okay. come at you. He'll, you'll have beef yeah. with him, and he won't let it go. You know what I mean? Okay. People don't beef with him. I, you didn't, know? I didn't see that. People don't beef. Uh, okay. That's that's exactly what I, uh, The first thing I seen was he's like, Gucci? Like, he goes, Gucci who? Gucci, mate? And then he, I, I felt like he caught himself being like, I don't want this to come out like I diss Gucci. He's crazy. He's wild. Let me just be like, shout out Gucci. Okay. But if it was like a most deaf or something like that, he would have probably been like, man, Eminem. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe. Maybe. I'm, I'm even wrong. But we all perceive things differently, right? Well, I trust your opinion, the fact that you say you study interviews. So maybe you, you like you can read a room. You could read Lil Wayne's body well, we language. We never know. I, I'm just, it could be a mixture of both. But I didn't catch that is what I'm saying. I'm saying, okay, wow, this guy turned it into a positive. But maybe he did catch himself. I don't know. People don't diss Gucci. People just don't, no matter what. And you ask him about him in interviews, and they're just like... They just next question. They don't want to diss him. People don't diss him at him either. They do a lot now. Oh yeah. Yeah, left, right, and center. Everyone does. It's pathetic. It's 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 pathetic. Yeah, people Ooh. do all the time. They think they can try him and all that type of stuff. Chris D'elia, the <laughs> that bit was hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he put it on the album. They put it on the song <laughs> at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's hilarious. Um. All right, man. We got to let you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to uh, do you want to say anything? Do you want to promote or anything? Do you want to say hello to anyone? Depends on when this uh, this is gonna come out. Today. Today. Yeah. Nothing, man. Just shoot, hit me up. <laughs> on, hit, me, hit me up on Instagram, man. Patchday underscore nine zero two, man. Shout out the high button, man. Straight up. We're definitely gonna have to go and do the street interviews. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. So the weather warms up a bit. People take their masks off outside. We'll we'll do some. People are still scared, believe it or not. We've tried. Oh, and I know. People are just like. I know. Yeah, yeah. You got to like attach the mic to a hockey stick, and that, 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 might, that and actually that could, could be, be funny. Yeah. Or part of it, you know, I have a conversation with yeah. them about it because I don't like to judge. Like sometimes I'm, I'm like, I, I see somebody running outside with like a mask on. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? But then someone, they, you know, they might be like, man, like I don't want to. Like I have a my my mother, my father's at home, really, really sick. I'm doing yeah. anything and everything I, I possibly can to avoid it. And then I have, to, you know, you're understanding. So I think no one should, we should, none of us should judge each other, whatever our choices are at yeah. this point. Yeah. Warm weather makes people happier, though, believe it or not. Yeah. Doing it in the cold, people people are just trying to get to point A to point B. That's what yeah. we've noticed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't want to be stopped to talking to a mic. They just want to get warm. That's understandable, but, for sure. Because when we did it, that was yeah, like July, August. Hottest was, day, yeah. You know, yeah. How are you trying to beat the heat? Mm. That was the question. Yep. All right, well, we'll figure it out. We'll get back to it. Um, Once again, Pat, thank you for coming on the show, man. Thanks, I appreciate buddy. it. You're the man. Uh, Everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. It's Tuesday, still the start of the week. Work hard, have fun. Listen to Pat's day, follow him, and how about sports? That's it. We're out. Thank Peace. you. Thank you. Well, I-
I was born, nothing is promised. My life is filled with less hope than the prophecies in Nostradamus. Omega marks the ending of predictability, birth of agility. Who will it be to test me and expose their futility? I am like a lion from Zion. Stop trying so hard. I think I smell your brain cells frying. The family's behind you if you're worthy. Philosophies develop deep in the back streets of dirty jersey. Troops with scully hats and Timberland boots. No more break dancing for loot. Niggas hustling shit in the garden state. It grows stink weeds and criminals. Government funds are minimal. A precious subliminal. These days, it's hard for we to find peace of mind. Between insanity and sanity, there lies a thin line. Some dwell in hotels with Jezebels. A stone age and fall a victim to the plague. Unclean bad dreams. Oh, I cleft being a fiend. One last kiss from my sweet serpentine. Eliminate, break, navigate to rejuvenate Thoughts of suicide with my nickel plate Reconsolation came from my enemy friend Who said family don't bend, we stay silent to the end Now who would think that your best friend Would be your worst enemy and your enemy your best friend Stare into the air, inspiration from the atmosphere I think of old ghosts that ain't even here Like Alex Haley, take notes of this biography My family tree consists of street refugees A ghetto land where we talk slang Stolen cars bang like my chitty bang bang shebang fed the head we ain't selling cocaine today so refrain and let my family reign okay just walk in the streets death can take you away it's never guaranteed that you see the next day at night the evil armies of shaitan don't play so defend the family that's the code to obey but if i fall asleep and death takes me away don't be surprised son i wasn't put here to stay at night the evil army of shaitan don't play so the family sticks together and we never betray no cops around, 52,000 in cash, I don't want no saving points Have the money ready, I smell something fishy The wife's in my custody, watch for us, won't you find a body in the sea? That's the voice of the kid, that's the kidnapper I do my work and then I catch my ticket to Jamaica Meet me in the alley, make sure you bring the money This ain't the 70s, I'm far from a jack My circle, it can't be broken, open cut, no it provoking Racket, promoting, choking, choking, all they words like smoking Cause we soft-spoken, doesn't mean that we forgotten Your booty smell rotten and one day you will be gotten See jokers is scatterbrain They focus is unrestrained My army is trained You never find us beeping in vain Cause I seen fire and I seen rain You claim fame while modest niggas remain I can judge a character like Edo judge a verdict And if you bring a threat I give you sex if I ain't heard it See poppin' shit's about your attitude and how you word it I seen the biggest niggas on the blocks get murdered And they deserve it But so the be said when they served it That shit is nervous So what's my purpose? Family, we must preserve it Your numbers retire I hope you like the hell by it You screaming murder She wrote like shocker demons and Just walk in the streets Death could take you away It's never guaranteed that you see the next day at night the evil armies of shaitan don't play so defend the family that's the code to obey if i should fall asleep and dead take me away don't be surprised son i wasn't put here to stay at night the evil armies of shaitan don't play so the family stick together and we never betray we used yeah. to jump rope but now we gun hope busting shots off of project rooftop sending signals with the blood smoke I don't talk a lot if you can't hold it in lock if you think lips ain't shit imagine four glock clips i hold a glass of remy martin getting milk by the cartons, extorting the lightweights for thinking they important. The night pays in heavenly ways, ain't nothing free, guys. Knowledge in your family and step into your BI, you see, I stay on top of shit like a fly. My niggas reach when we got beef, then jet down the South Beach. Your mouthpiece is yapping, I hear it in your rap, and my family is sick, so that bullshit can never Yo, happen. Just walk in the streets, death could take you away. It's never guaranteed that you see the next day at night. The evil army and shaitan don't play, so defend the family, that's the code to obey. If 
If I should fall asleep and death take me away Don't be surprised son, I wasn't put here to stay At night, the evil armies of Shaitan don't play So the family stick together and we never betray Bust your whole head, kid. I swear to God, this is Shannon Bricks. I get paid to knock people out, you know what I'm saying? Yo, walk up, chill. Don't even hold me. Yo, word the mother. I, I work your chill, yo. I'm with the Fuji's. What? You know what I'm saying? What? Now this happens to be the one who is part of the Ripper G crew. So you all know the Ripper G eliminate drum pen in the dancehall session. Cause we don't play with sound class. Sound boy can admit that. Any pussy dusted! Strumming the plates with our fingers Eliminate sounds with no, our songs Killing a sound boy with this sound Killing a sound boy with this sound Taking sound boy's lives With this dog killing him softly with this sound, you request this request a wee 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 wee. Wee.